The information contained within the following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All opinions, views, and statements are those of the panelists and not representative of any business, nonprofit organization, deity, government, or pretty much anything. Don't take legal advice from a podcast. Isn't that what they say these days? (laughs) Especially the outcast. So yeah, listener (laughs) discretion is fucking advised. There you go. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, and you've got the Utah Outcast in your ears once again. We are a semi-weekly podcast focusing in the uncensored, leftist, and unabashedly atheist content. You might notice that we've added that leftist thing in there, because we gotta be. We gotta be the resistance. So, we we are based in the grand state of Utah, aka the land of Zion. This is our weekly features portion of the show, and after the uh, current events episode this week, some of you will be happy to talk about something else other than Trump, Right. Uh, I'm your omnipresent host X, and joining me on our segments this week are none other than your usual cabal of outcasts. Uh, we have Kyle and we have Felicia joining us once again. Hello, so, hello. Let's Yay. go ahead and see what hey, we've I'm got. I'm with the resistance. We are with the resistance. We are the fifth column. I'm with we the are. resistance. <laughs> let's see what we got for <laughs> yeah, this week. I'm with week. the resistance. This is what we look like. Yeah, we're just normal people <laughs> from every line of every line of everything. We're people. That's how resistances work. We addressed that issue. It took a few hours, and I want you to go home at some point and look at the letter that we sent. There is no case to be made that we went soft on the White House or we didn't have some vigorous oversight on this. Now, the other thing, most people, you're. Uh, let me tell you something. You're really not going to like. You want to hear this? Hold on. You're really not going to like this part. The president, under the law, is exempt from the conflict of interest laws. He's exempt. It is true. He is required to do a financial disclosure, which he has done twice. He has done twice. Okay, so... So... We will take these issues one at a time. I have six subcommittees. We've got about 60 people. There's always in government somebody doing something stupid somewhere. So we will, there is plenty to go after, and we will continue to go after it. We really will. Jason Chaffetz had a town hall in local Utah for once. Uh, it's been quite a while since I think he's done something like this, or like many, many people don't tend to do the town halls these days because of exactly what happened to him just this week so he had a town hall this past week where he was met by a full house and i mean a full house and even more mm-hmm. people yeah they had to stop outside. letting people in yeah like six or seven hundred people if not more were waiting outside this there high was, school that he was using no no no. i actually got the numbers it yeah. was um on npr so good source yeah there was a thousand people Liberals. inside 1700 people outside man that's insane and they had to move it from a, they were going to have it in a city building, and they eventually decided to move it to the high school because it had a bigger auditorium. Oh, and boy, Jason came prepared for this, too, because he, when he got in front of the crowd of people, he had this chart made up for, this is what Obamacare looks like. Looks like. He was going out there trying to, you know, give the, the talking points that he was going to give. And- <laughs> oh, he was so ready for that. He was, and if you noticed, he was trying to do the politician answers, like, my mom 
and like trying to do that emotional manipulation thing. Yeah, I have a mm-hmm. little I have a little bit about that it, one here in a second. So, and like you'd be yeah. like the crowd was not having it. Yeah, the cl- the crowd was not to say the least was not letting him off for anything. So let's hear an example of some of the stuff that he was saying to the audience at the 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 whole thing. And he was trolling. He at a point he finally realized that he was not going to uh he was not going to win this crowd over. So he this this comes from the hill where he was talking in front of a flood of protesters during a town hall in his home state. Demonstrators repeatedly disrupted the House Oversight Committee chairman, challenging him over his treatment of President Trump. If you want to continue to look into Hillary Clinton, I don't care, said an attendee. But why aren't you checking out your own president? Yep. Honest question. And this lady mm-hmm. had a hijab. And so that probably was another reason that he hated getting I this know question. Her name. <laughs> I actually, I don't mind saying her name because um, it's I out there. She, it's out there. Yeah. Her name's Noor. And I know her. Noor Ul Hassan was yeah, asking. She's intense. Noor uh, is intense. And guys. so. Chaffetz, being the asshole that he is, said, you're really not going to like this part. The president under the law is exempt from conflict of interest laws. There's such a technicality there. Yes, he's <laughs> exempt from those specific laws, but he's not. His staff is not. And his, his staff, staff is works not. on his behalf. And he's not exempt from ethics rules. And he has to follow the emolument laws that uh, that exist yes. right now where he can't accept yes. money from foreign governments but no no he gets to get away with that right. shit and he's also he's also subject to abuse of power laws yeah there is that and then there's also the threats to national security and so chaffetz was saying that he believed that the committee had two years worth of material on clinton but now he's facing added pressure to add the same level of scrutiny to trump and he's just not going to do it and no. so the greatest thing that I saw watching the the whole live stream were the people filing in and they had the 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 signs that said agree on one side and disagree on the other side. I thought that was great that a lot of the people that were there had that. And Chaffetz at one point said, if you want me to answer your questions, you're going to have to give me more than five seconds to do it. I'm trying to be as best as a representative as I can. No, and- no, no, no. The thing is, dude, we're not going to let you speak. We want answers. Not well, not gonna let you go on your stupid feel mm-hmm. for me vapid, politician bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> right. What he what he didn't what he didn't uh, anticipate was the fact that we are all now used to that. Yes. <laughs> we know what it sounds like and we are fucking sick of it. Yep. And he went out in front of the crowd and he's like, So what do you think about Donald Trump? You know, he was riling up the crowd. He was getting booze yeah. from that and he's like He's like, what about Mike Pence? You guys like Mike Pence? And so like, and so he says on a fucking hot mic, Mike Pence is one of the best human beings I've ever met or something. He said something along those lines and everybody was just like, are you fucking with us? Are you, what? (laughs) You know, you could just hear the people in the crowd. Like, Trey Gowdy is one of his best friends in the Senate. Oh man. Yeah. He ducked Mm -hmm. to Trey Gowdy at the very end there. And you Mm -hmm. want to look up a dumb motherfucker that is one of your people to look up right there yeah oh jesus christ i don't think jason chaffetz is stupid i think that he is quite intelligent he's dishonest that's the difference he's dishonest very he's intensely dishonest he is slimy everything he does is justifiable one because it's not against his religion 
And two, because his religion is full of fucking lies, so it's fucking okay as, like, and justify the means, motherfucker. Well, except me, he, I, I learned that he is a convert to Mormonism. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't a brought up in it kind of thing. So uh, the interesting thing is that he he had something to say about Kellyanne Conway doing the whole Trump uh, clothesline selling kind of thing that, you know, uh, with Ivanka Trump, where she, her line was not doing well. Nordstrom, we talked about on the last episode. And he's like, yeah, she stepped over the line. And. Uh, oh, okay. You're willing to say that, but the president. Oh, when the woman does it, when the woman does it. I mean, to be honest, she really was over the fucking line. She was. She was. <laughs> she was. And oh, Hillary... goddamn you, autoplay. Hang on, sorry. Oh man, sorry. <laughs> fucking terrible. What did I do? No, what did I, I do. I my my autoplay went off on fucking uh, oh. news story that came oh. up. I'm like, ah, uh, oh. no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. So, no, I mean, Kellyanne Conway was over the line. And <sighs> Hillary Clinton's emails should have been investigated. Sorry, I'm having computer issues. No, over you're here, fine. Guys. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's emails should have been investigated. Uh, luckily, or happily for me, those investigations resulted in she nothing. was careless. Yeah. yeah, nothing. nothing. Literally, like, nothing. Like, literally nothing. Yeah. Um, and and that means that Hillary was paying the fuck attention. Maybe she shouldn't have done it, but she was paying the fuck attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kellyanne did step over the line. It's just kind of fucking funny how Chaffetz only goes after the women. It's amazing, isn't it? So it's you really might be wondering kind of fucking interesting. what we're talking about here. Jason Chaffetz is the chairman, which I don't know how he got to this position, of the House Oversight mm-hmm. and Government Reform Committee. And when he thought that Hillary Clinton was going to be president, he could he he could barely wait to start investigating her. I mean, he said in October, even before we get to day one, we've got two years worth of material lined up. I think I've said that already. But now, Mm -hmm. since it's Trump's administration, he's willing to sit back and wait. He said, give it a few days for goodness sake. All all of the flailing before he was even sworn in was a bit silly, if not purely immature. Said the guy that was going to go after Clinton. The guy that posted a selfie of him with Clinton saying the investigation continues. That's Jason in the house. So Mm -hmm. go look him up. He's on Twitter and the investigation to somebody who is no longer a public servant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they, they, I don't like how Huffington Post puts this. And I'm sorry, the House Oversight. He was, they call him Chaffetz, a fresh faced, calmly spoken 49 year old. Committee right now has no. Oh fucking hell! No, you can't. You can't call him. The that. oversight he was a, committee has no business investigating a private citizen. No, absolutely that's, not. None. That's the problem, right? None. Now. Uh, he was a place kicker for BYU in the late eighties. <laughs> and yeah, what he is did a, really well. And according to this, was one of President Barack Obama's most outspoken critics. Yeah, no shit. Um, okay, so he. He won the Oversight Committee chairmanship in 2014 by promising aggressive investigations, but also a more bipartisan approach, which is not Bullshit. what we're seeing. And I would yeah, take Daryl Issa, who used to be the previous chair for this, I would take Daryl Issa over fucking Chaffetz any day of the week when it comes to this. And Issa was a piece of shit. Yeah, he was. I mean, it's proven that Chaffetz can work better with Democrats, but he's just choosing not to now because their side owns everything. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to. 
Everything that I've seen so far doesn't sound like he feels much there is to be investigated, said the top Democrat, Elijah Cummings of Maryland. Before, he was saying he was willing to, he was waiting for him to get sworn in. Okay, he got sworn in. And then he said he was going to give him a chance to get his cabinet set. So we'll see. I don't like how people here on the Senate and in the, in the House can just, you know, bide their time. I, I don't like this shit at all. This is what I keep going back and saying. Like, they're, gonna, they're going to use Trump to get all the things that they wanted, this authoritarian uh, control of people and government to be able to control people, their voices, to, yeah. to shut down, uh, to try and shut down all, uh, objections. And then when, once Trump pushes it too far, they're going to impeach him. The Republicans are going to own the impeachment and say that they did it. And then they're going to run that on their reelection campaigns. I give it mm-hmm. less than two years because they gonna, they're going to need that for their reelection because Trump's numbers keep going down at an alarming rate. Yeah, but they're he, still going to be able to pass all the things that they've wanted to do. He, and he it's hit not, what ma- and, majority majority dislike at eight days. You know when it mm-hmm, took yeah. most other presidents years to get there. <laughs> no, he swore in and he didn't have a majority approved. Yeah, he, yeah. He, He's never had the majority approve, approval rate. No. And so Chaffetz, Which when, is unheard of. When he was at the, the event this week, uh, there were people outside of the place chanting, uh, your last term, <laughs> your last term. <laughs> and they were inside, you know, when he was not investigating, he's like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Everybody stopped him dead in his fucking tracks and was chanting, do your job, do your job. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I do that whenever, like, we go to the local 4th of July parades and stuff that happen. And sometimes we're lucky enough to have our senators or our um, house people, you know, visiting in these parades because it's one of the, it's not one of the better ones. They just have good fireworks, so they usually show up for that one. And whenever they show up for this kind of thing, and I'm like, I'm the one asshole on the side of the road yelling at the guy as he's waving in his fucking PT cruiser or whatever the fuck he's riding in. Like, do your job! because at the time it was happening, it was because they weren't fucking letting Merrick Garland in because I was just mm-hmm. like, right. I was so incensed about that. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm still pissed. Well, about we should that. be. Yeah. We, we have every right to be pissed about that. Everybody should be pissed about that. Yeah. I already called, uh, Orrin Hatch and Mike Lee saying, I oppose Gorsuch. Yeah. On now, the ground, we, now, now we get to call them. Yeah. Now we can call them and say, how do you how do you stand upright without a spine? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> because they let sessions through without any kind of problems. And most importantly, we didn't get to it in the news, but Betsy DeVos got brought in God. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chaffetz was also like, so I heard you guys like Betsy DeVos, and there's everybody nearly It's a I'm amazed that he did not get fucking rode out on a rail, tarred and feathered on the way out of Utah. Oh, you know why? Because they were liberals and they used their fucking words. Mm-hmm. And but, we use them angrily and loudly. And if anyone says that we were not polite enough, go fuck yourself. We need mm-hmm. to be loud. We uh, need to be heard. Yeah. Apparently on his way out, he said that this is the last time that he'll do a town hall uh, outside of Provo ever again. Oh, and let me tell you, snowflake. let me tell you, Jason, Jason, uh, we're, we're going to come to Provo, too. Yeah, we yeah. can make it yeah. Provo, you motherfucker. Yeah. You're still our representative. We're still your constitu- constituents. We oh, can make man. it to fuck Provo. We know what we're doing now. There, we know what we're oh, doing yeah. now. So <laughs> it's just yeah, going to get even we've better. We've come together. We've gotten over <laughs> all of our petty little, 
Well, yeah. I disagree with you on GMO bullshit. We've gotten over it. Yeah. We're We've coming over for it. Motherfucker. And you know what? We're We've had a for you. We've had a few years of watching watching how you guys have uh, organized didn't and do run these things. Yeah. So guess what? Guess whose tactics we're borrowing? Yep. So how about the uh, the little girl that came up to the stage to ask her a question? God, and it was, about, was great. it was about climate science and everything. She's like, oh. do you believe in science? Because I do. And boy, he, he didn't even answer. Okay, here's the thing. You know, Jason, he didn't answer the question. Jason he ducked. He did not answer that. Jason ducked every question. And mm-hmm. he did it by this method. And Felicia hinted at it earlier. He blueberried his way into a tangent every fucking time. For example, mm-hmm. someone go ahead no, and ask no, no, me no, no. what. Come on. No, blueberries. Blueberries is honest. Blueberries, blueberries are delightful. Where we go. Thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thing over here. Blueberries are fun. No, what he did was he specifically manipulated people into trying to feel emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, so it, it, it's an abusive relationship, you guys. He's going, oh no, misdirect. I'm not going to acknowledge gaslighting. What you're... Yeah. No, it's not gaslighting. Yeah. Not quite not gaslighting. Feel... No, it's not gaslighting. What he's doing is he's basically going, uh, uh-uh, uh. No, what I care about over here, like he's he's disregarding your actual issue. He's changing the goalpost is what he's doing. Yeah. So someone, if someone were to ask me why I wanted to defund Planned Parenthood kind of thing, he gave a long story about his wife and about how his grandma and any woman who still wants to be part of his life. And then he takes it onto a tangent that doesn't actually cover anything of the question, but it has something mm-hmm. exactly. to do with the line that he started talking about. He was hoping that, you know, they call he's, it a pivot. Yeah, when he mm-hmm. was he was hoping that he can carry the conversation on what he was just saying. Hopefully, that you forgot the question. The thing is, we're not forgetting the questions anymore. No, we no. give a fuck about these questions, motherfucker. Do you believe in science? And the answer is no. No, he doesn't. Nope, he doesn't believe nope. in climate science. So no, nope. oh, he asshole. doesn't believe in vaccine well, science either. Apparently, I don't yeah. think I don't, <laughs> he think, went he kn- I don't think he really knows what he believes. I don't think I don't think his convictions are that set care. in stone. No, he's no, not been paid to be care. told what he believes in yet. That's the thing. <laughs> he, somebody comes along with enough money, he'll change his mind. Because that's the Chaffetz is going to make a presidential run. I know he's going to do it. Chaffetz, yeah, exactly. That Chaffetz wants power. That's all Chaffetz wants. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: is there are people, and we can say this occurs on both sides of the aisle. There are people who only want power. Anthony Weiner, I'm looking at you. Um, and there are those shitbags on both. But the thing is that on the left, because there has been a divide, uh, there are left people on the left who are social conservatives who now have nowhere to go but the left. There are what you're finding is the people who want to run on the left run because they give a fuck. The people on the right run because they want adoration and power. They want control. That's mm-hmm. all. They have financial interest in keeping control. Mark this Zuckerberg, twenty twenty. <laughs> so what you're seeing is, uh, goddamn Mike Weinhold, Zuckerberg Gates, twenty twenty. <laughs> like if we're talking about billionaires that can run. I actually have no idea what Mike Weinhold's is uh, worth is at, but I know it's a lot. How about nine uh, Tyson, twenty I mean, twenty? <laughs> but the thing is, like, what you're seeing is people on the left, uh, Misty Snow. Yeah. You know, she talks about that she had nothing to lose. Uh, Honestly, well, she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, she no, she didn't. And the thing is that we're seeing people on the left run because they give a fuck. 
people on the right are running because they want to control you. And they want their ambition to be met with, you know, adulation mm-hmm. from people out there. I mean, exactly. The only reason people get degrees in political science and become lawyers, I mean, not all people that become lawyers and stuff is because they want to enter politics. And so when you have citizen politicians coming up out of fucking nowhere, like Misty Snow, uh, Tammy Duckworth, you have a lot of these people that come up out of nowhere from the ground up. I mean, even John McCain came out of nowhere when he first ran. Back in you know? the day. John McCain was day. a fucking firebrand, man. <laughs> he was, he was yeah. amazing when he first came into the scene. He's gotten a bit too comfortable in that. I mean, but the thing is, he's one of the few voices right now that's shitting on Trump consistently. Yeah, he's not you know? a fan. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think McCain remembered. He he finally remembered backbone. <laughs> uh, some his backbone. Yeah. Uh, one of the few pieces of him that still works. So the last little bit that we have here is that uh, Chaffetz did cut his set forty minutes early. Yes, he did. Yeah, he, did. he cut and he run the fuck off. He like just put the mic away and walked the fuck off. He couldn't handle it. And it was be- and he's like, you got to give me more than a second to answer. And then he'd continue into a story. And all people were saying is answer the fucking question. Like, we don't yeah. want your story. We want question. you to answer the goddamn the- question. We right. don't give a shit about your story, motherfucker. Answer the fucking question. And Do so, your fucking job. And the, the, the town hall hit Twitter. It hit Facebook. It hit pretty much everywhere. I mean, Politico yeah, was covering no, it. The Hill covered it. CNN, MSNBC, everywhere. Because we are known as one of the most conservative states in the nation, mm-hmm. and we're yes, treating one of our right. own, one of our own, this way, you know. Oh, he, yeah, <laughs> no, but he, here's I, the thing: here's here's why he doesn't want to do another town hall because Salt Lake is the one; it's the highest populace in the state. Mm-hmm. Two, it's the most diverse. Uh, we got a lot of people. Uh, one could call them refugees out of Katrina. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we got. Uh, we, we get a lot of foreign exchange. We a lot get a of Somali. Lot of, yeah, we have a lot of Somali we, we take, immigrants here. We take, yeah, take a lot of Somali refugees. Uh, we Salt Lake actually is growing in diversity. I'm not going to say it's and terribly diverse. And we're also diverse, a yet. sanctuary city too, because yeah, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we have a lot. We have a lot of foreign nationals that live here because we have a lot of agriculture nearby. We. <laughs> Honestly, we need them. Honestly, we need we need them. We need them. We yeah. need our we need our immigrants here. We do. And, and a long time uh, ago, I used to be one of those kind of people like, oh, why do they got to have their own television station until I got enlightened? You know, yeah. you <sighs> know I, I, I was also those one of those terrible people who days. was like, yeah. people on food stamps are buying steak. Ugh. I still hear Let that one, Let them buy too. a fucking Let steak them have a steak. Let good them have them. the fucking steak, So man. To, like, to, to round but, out the... The Jason Chaffetz saying, what were you going to say, Felicia? I think you were going to try uh, to finish o- a point. My only point was that the reason he won't face us is, uh, and he and he actually said, oh, these were people brought in to rile up the crowd. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about this one. Me because <laughs> I knew the people there. Like I said, I, I didn't even read her name in the Salt Lake Tribune article. I saw her face and I knew her. Her name was Noor. Then yeah. I had two other friends who were there, one outside, one inside. I knew mm-hmm. them. And I know how pissed they are. They didn't mm-hmm. need anyone outside the state to rile them the fuck up. And we Here's weren't paid thing, by George Soros. <laughs> oh, yeah. Salt Lake is pissed. Salt Lake is diverse. The reason that you want to go to Provo is because it's all white people. It's all white people who live in their own fucking bubble. There's, there's, a far, there's far less people there. 
Salt Lake is much bigger and we have to live with these things. And you're telling us we don't deserve it. And that's why we're angry. And that's why we're shouting. And if anyone tells us we need to be more polite, look, no one got hurt. Not a single human being got hurt. Nobody got violent. There was a cop there that said, I love this. I love this. This is what Mm -hmm. democracy looks like. And he's like, this is what democracy looks like. Everybody is standing where they need to be. Nobody's, everybody's peacefully protesting. Nobody's not listening to our orders. Nobody's throwing things. Nobody's breaking things. This is amazing. He's like, I love this. And so we as Utah, I mean, especially Salt Lake, we're polite. I mean, Utahns are polite as fuck. (laughs) I'm polite as fuck. And I wasn't even raised Mormon, but being polite is nice. We can, we can be petty. We can, we're petty as fuck, but we're polite as fuck yeah. at the same time. So, I mean, okay, so let, let me get into uh, the Jason Chaffetz thing, because you brought it up. This is his response that came from the Deseret News of all fucking <sighs> sources, because nobody else would carry this rag of bullshit that he's trying to sell us here. He said that you could see it online a couple of days before, a concerted effort in part just to cause chaos. Democrats are in disbelief that they have that they have nothing but flailing and screaming to deal with this. There was no flailing. There was no screaming. We were no platform the asshole. Yeah. Oh, there was lots of there shouting. There was shouting. There was shouting. And so the newspaper actually this is a fucking newspaper. I mean, it's owned by the LDS church, so what the fuck do you expect from it? Well, but it's, it says it's a it's a hack rag, really. You know, the, it is it is a tabloid for a religious group, is all it is. The relentless jeering at his and other recent congressional town halls across the country recall the Tea Party's reaction to President Obama. No. Not even fucking close. Not even close, because we actually have a platform. We we actually care about people's well-being instead of, you know... Show me the woman in the hijab at the Tea Party. (laughs) Show me anybody of color. Show me the teachers. (laughs) Show me the teachers. Show me the, the Pacific Islanders. Show me... Yeah, any person of color. Show me the women standing up and saying, I, I, and everybody you know is touched by sexual violence. And just because you don't know it doesn't mean you're not touched by it because you know somebody who has. So and, the- and this is what I keep saying. Like, every single woman you know has a story. She does. And she said, tell me how you could do this. And his thing was like, well, you're not going to understand why I voted for Trump. And the what she wanted was, why the fuck did you do it? Look me in my face and tell me how you could do this. So the, Sorry, I'm getting angry. No, you're fine. The, the newspaper continues on asking a, a BYU Center for the Study of Elections and Democracy sees parallels with the Tea Party. I think there's a sense of unease and frustration about the Trump administration. Gee, do you fucking think so? <laughs> yeah. This isn't really? a sense of an unease like, and what frustration. What could you have given that clue? And let's see, I was gonna, I'm not going to finish that quote. Uh, Tim Hagel, a University of Iowa political science professor and an active member of the GOP, so just wait till you hear this message. The fact that it's happening in Utah as well as a lot of places can signals that there are a lot of people on the left who are still angry and energized. They're saying they want to be heard. That's how representative government works, you fucking asshole. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if our it elected officials... Out- if our elected officials don't know yeah. what our sentiment is on something, we're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, we are the majority. Let no one ever let you forget. Three million more people voted for Hillary Clinton than Donald Trump. Three million. 
not like 80,000 like with Bush. Three million. <laughs> That's a lot. Three million. Yeah. We are the majority. It's we a big are margin. Speaking. I know my my conservative leaning boyfriend, who, by the way, I was talking earlier in the patron show about how I actually enjoy the discussion about the balance of government and yeah. the, the old school conservative concepts. I actually think those are valid conversations to have. That's my boyfriend. OK, he's he, he doesn't give a shit if you're gay. He does not give a fuck. He doesn't care if you're trans, whatever. It's not affecting him. So it's not scary because he knows who he is. It doesn't so, bother him. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he does have concern, genuine conservative concerns about the powers of government and right. He voted for Hillary. Not because he was her biggest fan. Because she was the candidate to vote for. <laughs> because yeah. he... Because he You're, actually said to me, does he even understand the Constitution? No, he and I said, no, no. Okay, so and, Jason Perry, the head of the University of Utah Hinckley Institute of Politics, said that politicians need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. I think for a while this is going to be the new norm. People inserting themselves in the process and demanding some accountability from elected officials. I would not say that there's reasons for Republicans right now to be concerned. But there are reasons for them to continue to listen. I think there are concerns for them right now. I think they should be concerned because they're surrounding Mitch McConnell's house, reading the Coretta Scott King letter in front of his house, <laughs> his own private residence, you know. Nevertheless, yeah, she persisted. Man, and so I'm trying to get to the, the part here where Chaffetz was essentially... Uh, calling out that people were paid to be there. Right. Oh, but that's not the only little bit of gaslighting that he did there. Let's see. And I don't I don't know if you've seen it. The uh the part about the pledge? Let's see. I'm trying to get to it here. Uh, uh let's see. I did hear them, but it was hard to hear through all the shouting and yelling he claimed during the pledge of allegiance. And that's who these people are. We're better than that. That's not what the average Utahan is like. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have no idea. Face us. People are asking Face me us. to. People are asking me to use the power of Congress to do a full-on fishing expedition to investigate him personally on things that are not required by law. I think my doing that would be an abuse of power. You oh, know, like all of those Benghazi investigations like, yeah. and the like email investigations. Like investigating a private and, citizen. Wait, like investigating a private citizen. I'll never satisfy their desire to bring down Donald Trump. I'll never, I'll never satisfy that. It'll never be good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently fucking not. Uh, let me see these tears rolling down my face because you're yeah. the head of a fucking committee. <laughs> this is the job that you chose. <laughs> it's like when I hear, and I don't mean to shit on my law enforcement officer, friends and family out there. But the thing is, when you do the whole Blue Lives Matter and you do the flag with the blue line through it and everything. That is your choice of profession. You can mm -hmm. leave it at any time. If You're it's not too dangerous, light. you can stop. <laughs> My friends that are black, they can't stop being black. My no, friends cannot. that are trans, they can't stop being trans. My friends that no. are gay, they can hide it, but that doesn't change who the fuck they are. <laughs> it's like it's like being atheist. I mean, it's all of these things that, you know, 
you can stop, you can pretend that you're not those things anymore, but you still are. The thing is, a lot of people that are black, they can't do that. Trans people can't do that because that's just, it's so disrespectful for people to, you know, I'm a law enforcement officer. We're blue lives matter. You There's can, no such thing as blue lives. If, if that job is too hard, <laughs> you can stop doing it. Hey, Chaffetz, if that job is too hard, if that becomes too much of a burden for you to do your fucking job, you can stop at any time. It's really you fucking can. easy. You can. You I've can quit step jobs. down. I've, I I've quit. Resigned. I stopped working at Toys R Us after one day because I'm like, fuck this job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure many other people out there have done the same thing where they're like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back there. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. get my yep. paycheck. You know, I would much rather be broke as fuck and just not have to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Until I learn how to adult. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I watched a guy kick a dog and I was out. Like, fuck that. So, Chaffetz, you're a complete dickhole. And oh, I, yeah. Nobody, yeah. people were not paid to be there. I don't care what you no, say. They were not. Nobody was paid. No, they, they were no not, they were not paid to be, no one was paid to be there. And yeah, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think that that article had the quote, but he was accusing people of booing the, the pledge yeah he said something about them making noise during the pledge i don't know if it was yeah he said they were making that, noise so. yeah he came out he came out later and they said that people were booing the pledge and mm. fortunately there's video <laughs> yeah and it's just not there i don't know it's not there gaslighting yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah and there's uh there's there's uh surveys going around yeah i signed uh, that survey for, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i did the people, survey hey did you attend or did you watch? And were I you watched. paid to be there? You. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, people are not letting him get away with this either. And the the really sad part about this is this has this uh, this particular event has caused the the GOP, uh, the the Republican National Committee, uh, to reevaluate their town hall uh, procedures to the point where they're the, not going to have them to the anymore. Point to the point where they are basically saying don't do it and oh and also they're they're drumming up the uh the <laughs> they're drumming up the possibility of violence occurring toward them at these there was events. no violence no one there was no there's not no, it's no, just the there, story that they can sell that's the made, thing right there's this that's the story they're selling that i that's how they're moving forward that if jason chaffetz had walked out in front of that crowd he would have not been harmed. I I can also guarantee you that there are a whole lot of people there that would have. They would have, but it, they would have found it difficult to restrain themselves. Yeah. He pissed. He pissed a lot of people off. He oh. was fucking offensive. He was disgusting. You know what? I was pissed. I was. I was pissed. I was also <laughs> like filled with this sense of like pride in the people who who stood there and yelled at him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was so angry with him. I am mm-hmm. still angry with him, and I still wouldn't hit him. I wouldn't have hit him if I was there. No, and, no, and that's not who we are. Yeah, we're not the walk around with guns on our hips kind of people. We're not those folks. That's just you know? it. We are right. not those people. We're not we're the not people the... who sit there and say, "Oh, it's okay. Boys will be boys." We're not those people. We're the ones no. saying, "No." We will use our fucking words, and we will right. use the fuck word. 
Yes, we will. And the most and, important thing is that we're saying we're not going to be quiet anymore. Right. We're not going to be nice. We're not no more polite. Mr. Nice or Miss right. Nice Liberal. You know? And there, none of it. The the part the part that that kill me about this is they're basically right now taking taking a page from the Trump book and accusing their opponents of, of what doing they're doing, the yeah. things that they're doing or have done. Um, and that, that was one of the things that was one of the things that they did uh, when when the Tea Party took over. Mm -hmm. the, one of their tactics was to pay people and bust people into these town halls. And they gave them all these nice, shiny, mm -hmm. you know, signs that right. they have. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of the people protesting on the left have cardboard signs or dry erase boards and stuff, you know. Some of them can afford professionally made signs. Yeah, exactly. But there are, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, no, uh, it was called, uh, yeah, it was astroturfing, mm -hmm. where they actually went and met, and we can document how they actually manufactured grassroots movements. Right. The thing is that those were never the majority. Those were lies. They were tricked from the beginning. Yeah. The thing is that we're not tricked. The largest protest in American history, you can't astroturf that shit. You can't astroturf mm -hmm. 2,700 Utahns showing up in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. You can't astroturf that. And flooding the fucking and, capital, which yes. is amazing. <laughs> And speaking and speaking as somebody who has spent a good amount of time over the past couple of years trying to get people to come out and show up at things mm -hmm. and events, getting people in Utah and Salt Lake City to come and show up somewhere in the middle of winter is <laughs> hard as fuck. And when one little panda puts his furry little willy in another panda's ear, that makes me a very sad panda. Hey y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trailer Park podcast. And I might live in a bear can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm gonna learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with 16 fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real stuff teach people where the Bible stole its stories from, so y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you. Lance Wall now is somebody that I've seen on Right Wing Watch a bunch of times, but I don't think we've actually done very many of his videos. But he's going to have some shit to say about liberals and the people on the left. I mean, just like we attack the folks on the right. You know, at least ours has merit behind it. His is just the left is just crazy, and we're waging spiritual yeah, we jihad. We have some evidence on our side. Like. Yeah. So here we go. Let's let this bit. this guy that obviously he took the video where it's a vertical video. Turn no, your shit to the him. side, guys. Come on. Don't know. This isn't Marty McFly future, you know, video. You, nobody watches TV that way. Here we go. Democrats hate us and Republicans and Christians better wake up because there's a spiritual warfare going on and it's primarily coming from the left. And it's coming from a spirit that is manifesting there. Anybody? Anybody have anything? Bueller? Yeah, Bueller. What the fuck? Well, I don't hate them. <laughs> I don't what? hate I anybody. Like, I, hate, I don't hate them. I, I hate their the ideas. They do. I hate yeah. their ideas. I hate, I hate their yeah, ideology. I hate a lot of their ideas. But like them as human beings? Mm -hmm. Ah, man. No. I, I mean, there's time there, for that shit. <laughs> there are a few of them that I 
that I despise, a few of them that I loathe. I don't think there's any I really hate. On the on the table like, of hate for me, like number one on my list of hate is like getting a fresh pair of socks on and then stepping in a wet puddle somewhere. Oh fuck! That, God damn it! That's oh. Fucking hate that, especially when they're brand new socks and they haven't quite like, stretched out oh. all the way yet, and they're so nice and comfy. Yeah. I fucking hate that. But left it like people on the right, not so much. Christians and religious people, not so much. I get annoyed by the shit that you do, but I don't hate you. You know, just I certainly abhor any policy that you make to control. Oh yeah, no doubt and about I, that. But as long as there's no laws or as long as there's no control going on, I disagree. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's hear what else he has to say. Passionately disagree. They can't stand Trump. They won't live with him. They will fight him everywhere. They're even in Europe. Yeah. They're doing graphics and and uh, German magazines coming out with, um, you know, and, and American magazines coming out with assassination photographs. That was Ireland. Uh, that was an Irish magazine that had a crosshairs, and everybody came out and they said, "No, no, 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 no! Don't do that." Yeah, no, that's uh, no. Yeah, you don't do that. Actually, so I've been thinking about this one. So Trump has had to walk back his Muslim ban. And he's mm-hmm. saying now they're going to come out with a, something that's going to incur secu- uh, increase security. Uh, increase, increase security. Which, by the way, our security measures have been working. Yeah. Our security. And, and I am not opposed to our security measures for refugees. I do want to help refugees. I do. I want to get them out of their war-torn countries. I like our security measures because they've been working they've yeah. been working really really well um and, and i want to keep taking in refugees i want us to bring in as many refugees as we safely can that that's a give me great the skittles thing. give me all them skittles yeah. you know all the skittles all the skittles <laughs> to quote um, eli bosnick there yeah yeah we'll take but, yes but uh the, the, his his whole thing like they're they're where they hate us Nah, man, like, <laughs> we're not going to. So Trump is saying he's going to adjust his, his, his ban. And you know what? I'm like, dude, if it is actually solid, not going to protest We won't that say shit. anything about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. If it's actually solid, we're not going to. But good luck finding more stringent yeah. standards than what we have that yeah. are going to make Americans safer. And not more in danger because there is a line you can cross where it's like, no, actually, you're causing us more danger. You're Good wrong. Good luck finding right. that. You're wrong. Good right. luck fucking finding that. Right. Because one of the, uh, part, part of the problem, part of the problem he had with the courts is that they, they are asking for the the reason. They're asking for the justification. Why? You, know, yeah, what, yeah. you shouldn't what be able to just this blanket on? do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and there's none. Zero. Mm-hmm. Because you're more uh, likely to be killed by a toddler or a cow than a refugee in this country. Mm-hmm. Reasons why guns are why you should never let your gun near a toddler ever. <laughs> no, the, the the reality is like, man, if you if you can be counseled by the smartest people, not you, because you are an idiot, Trump. You're an idiot. You're a dumb, 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 dumb. Uh, just bad. Uh, but if somebody can convince you that there is a tiny little thing that you could do to that would be better than our current system, just a little, 
just a little, just a little oh, tweak. I'm always for this tiny little changes that make things more efficient and what better that actually do increase security. I do believe there are changes that we can make that would no. be one more humane and two more secure. I the do thing believe is, those things can occur. Trump went to it if, and he fucking revved the throttle all the way yeah. up instead oh, of, you yeah. know, incrementing he went it. All you know? the way to more dangerous and more scared. Like he went there. Uh, if you just feel it back, buddy, and if you can find something, I'm actually not going to oppose it. Not, does not. No, because I got better shit really, to oppose. <laughs> right? <laughs> I got a lot of shit over here. Betsy DeVos. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I one a lot to of oppose. Shit over here that I work. I can't wait till I can go to bed without checking Twitter before, <laughs> like that being the last <laughs> and the first thing I do before anything. <laughs> To find out what breaking news is happening with our fucking president. Anyway, he's talking about crosshairs and shit. The thing that the reason they're doing all this shit is because he is a global embarrassment. Mm hmm. Everybody, every country across the globe went, really, America? Really? You had to you had to vote for the hold my beer president. You had to really go for that guy, didn't you? Yep. This yes, is yes, they did. This been done to President Obama, it would have been the outrage of the week. It happened to Obama well, every goddamn crazy. day. Remember this. Many, Just many times. I'm going to start educating people. Liberals are miserable. You'll never see a happy liberal. Liberals <laughs> are always protesting <laughs> something. <laughs> oh my God! Wait till my oh, rant. Oh, oh! Here's the rant. here's the secret. Here's the secret. We're never happier when we're protesting. You'll never see a happy liberal. <laughs> Oh, yes, you will. Should have seen the Funny. look on my face when I watched the Lego Batman movie today. I was pretty fucking Dude. happy. God damn, that's <laughs> I'm the happy movie. I'm so fucking happy. I, like, I find joy. I find joy in the tiniest, like, littlest things. I'm like, this is beautiful. This is what life is about. Like, I am the happiest motherfucker you could meet. I, I just, I, I find beauty in the tiniest, loveliest little things. I'm like, you guys, you see that ant? That breadcrumb's like the size of him. How neat is that? You're Dude, miserable. Come He's at just me. miserable. I'm the happiest motherfucker there was. Uh, <laughs> let's let this dumbass finish so we can be done with him. Play. They are the essence of discontent. Never happy. I'm happy. Fuck you. And always and politicize everything. And two things about liberals that I've observed that I never knew before is that, that the more liberal you are, the more miserable you are. And the more liberal you are, the more you politicize everything from a football game to a Thanksgiving meal to an Academy Award. Because oh, no. liberalism in its no. most extreme form is a religion. It's a fanaticism. It's like a jihad. Oh. <laughs> Motherfucker, nobody's killed anyone for, like, being more, like, hey, dude, like, just let gays be gay. Like nobody's killed anybody over that. No, and we've never, we've never killed anybody or you know waged a violent jihad because we noticed, hey, uh, Academy, you certainly are handing out a lot of white people awards, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, and here's the thing. Here's Aca the thing I mean, Oscar's so white was a fucking was a hashtag last year for a fucking reason, man. <laughs> oh, it was so white. This is a bunch of white people sitting there going, no, nah, I was really white, you guys. Politicize a football thing. game. Wait, wait a minute. Well, let me let me get to this one. Politicizing a football game. T 
Tom Brady was the asshole that said he wasn't going to visit the Obama White House. But now that there are players on New England side saying, hey, we're not going to visit the White House, everybody's like, oh, my God, they're just against Trump. They're against Trump. Like, no, your guy opened the fucking door. Mm -hmm. Other people are deciding to walk through it now. You can't get mad about that. If you didn't say shit before, you can't say shit now. Fuck you guys. How about the fact that every time your your shitty uncle is like, we need to pray over Thanksgiving dinner. You're like, oh, that's oh. immediate fucking politicized. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's politicized. Shut the fuck up. You're the ones who are making everything political. We're just responding. I just like the atheist head check at, at prayers. I'm like, eh, eh, you're not you're not pretending. You're not pretending either. You're an atheist. I just don't like prayer. Like, not you're contact, an atheist. You guys are like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goth's darkness is nihilistic, whereas Emo's is cynical. Wait, I thought we were cynical. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. No, see, you're nihilistic. Oh, yeah, you're right. Emo's suck my goth balls. It's been a matter of weeks since we've had Pat Robertson on, and boy, do I have a good one for you guys. Uh, you can find all of these on Right Wing Watch, but Pat has to have a lot of help nowadays. <laughs> Why do you do this to us? Well, to be honest, I mean, I don't do it as much as I used to. <laughs> yeah, we used to do whole we used to do whole shows on this kind of thing. <laughs> but, I remember, but now I try to keep it at least bite sized so people don't go. Oh, I hate these people. We don't do the <laughs> the Alex Jones six minute videos about Pokemon Go anymore. Thankfully for that. <laughs> All right. Aww, so, do you guys remember when our problems were so simple as controversy over Pokemon Go? Still play Aww. it. <laughs> I love it. But po- uh, not Pokemon Go. Pat Robertson. Here we go. Kathy says my daughter, who is fourteen, seems to have an infatuation with dark things. Taking it at that level, you could. I, I paused it there just for dramatic effect because that's funny <laughs> as shit. You know. Sometimes I have an infatuation with dark things too. I'm she just likes saying. the dark. <laughs> Grace Jones <sighs> still does it for me. <laughs> Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Fuck, I'd go gay for Il- Idris Elba, man. Oh, God, <laughs> well, who, who wouldn't? Especially I mean, wearing the Heimdall those? outfit. Yeah. <laughs> That's stared Keep though. The helmet on. Come here, Luther. <laughs> mm. Yeah. She likes horror movies and wants to wear black lipstick and clothing, and seems to be attracted to people with little or no morals. Based on what? Based off her definition of what this is all are. gay code. That's what this is. Yep. <laughs> Based on little to no morals. Okay, fuck that. Okay, black lipstick. Bad fashion choice, but a lot of people, especially people of my generation, know all too well the gothic phase of people's lives. And yeah, yeah, it's a thing I, I, that I, happens. It, I find it overwrought. Like, I, I, mean, I went through a, a glam adult, phase. Like, you know. But like in high school, fucking nail it, go for it, whatever. Like, as once you get into adulthood, you're gonna be like, you know, I feel like I was going to an extreme to define myself. <laughs> yeah, but you have to do, you have to do that. You have to yeah, go yeah, to yeah. the no, extreme it's fine. so you can dial it back and say, yeah, nope, you nope, find, that was you too far. And, yeah. <laughs> you want to know somebody that has nailed the whole gothic thing? The South Park. <laughs> We're going to go to Denny's and we're going to drink coffee. There's, you know, what's the point of existence and the little baby kid? Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. youth goth for sure. Like, yes. And if you're if you're still 30 or help 25 and you're still living that, you're like, everyone's going to look at you and be like, 
come on, man. Like, we all gotta exist. Drop, drop the facade. No. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're just. I'm gonna go to Area 51. We're gonna look which... at you like the 25 year old who's still wearing their uh, their Letterman jacket. You're no, not, uh, man. Yeah. Nah, just not. <laughs> I'm still glad I didn't go for my drama Letterman jacket. <laughs> oh, man. At least I could say I got an ap- academic letter. That's about one of the few things I'm proud of. You know, I went to college and I got an associate's, but that's not quite <laughs> something to be like, yay, I got a degree. <laughs> Only the football team in my high school got Letterman jackets. Only the football team. Well, That's I could have. None of the other teams, even. But I didn't want the comedy, you know, the, the smiley and the sad face drama mask on the back of my coat. I'm like, nope, no. That's an ass kicking out here in Plain City. That That is a mud hole stomping my ass somewhere. What are you doing over there, you fucking faggot? No, yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing we would hear. Mm-hmm. Just for being drama nerds. And that's, it sounds like a lot like this, what this little girl's going through is that she's going through, ah, she's going through this whole trying to find she's herself going phase. Teenage, yeah, she's yeah, going through she's the going teenager through phase. Yeah. And she's going yeah. through this phase because guess what? Her mom is a fucking Christian. <laughs> yeah, she's finding not just, the antithesis. Not just, not just a Christian. A 700 Club writing Christian. <laughs> you know, the one yeah. that's willing to write fucking Pat Robertson about this goddamn thing. All right, here we go. When I try to talk to her about God or living a moral lifestyle, she gets a look of aggravation on her face. Yeah, just like everybody. Demons are working on her. She also has an anxiety disorder and I believe depression. I just don't know what to do. Should I try and talk with her about my concerns or? Instead of talking with her about your concerns, how about just talking with her? How about listen to her? Listen to her for a fucking second. I don't know. It sounds more like maybe leave her alone for a little bit. Yeah, let the kid figure some shit out. Yeah. <laughs> Life's fucking hard, yeah. man. <laughs> Especially when you're 14 and trying to figure shit out. <laughs> no kidding. Space. Yeah. Give her some. You know, no. I, I think I think that having a chance to connect with your parents and having a chance to just be yourself and talk. Just listen. Yeah. Just right. listen to them. But them. you don't but you don't like chase your you don't chase the kid down and you come know, talk to me <laughs> you don't tackle them. talk to me be talk moral. to me be what the fuck is your problem I, no shit moral. no if you're gonna have a conversation with them let them dictate the conversation no no let that's that's ha- you're insane nobody does that with their kids yeah. you're not supposed to talk like that with your children no kidding i do that with a four-year-old and he's not even my kid yep <laughs> give it to god and pray I think you better give it to God and pray, but I think you better bind the spirits that are there. They they have the term goth. You know, she's yep. dressing the goth, and and it's a whole whole fashion thing. And uh, but this is demonic, and she needs to be delivered. So you're not going to talk her out of it. You've got to pray her out of it. And I suggest that you begin to rebuke Satan, bind the power of evil and the forces of evil, and bind Satan and the forces of evil, and say, I command you to leave my daughter. That's what you need to do. And, and if you need further, some more people to pray with you, by all means, get it. Okay, no, you know what? Uh, we need to take mm. a moment to talk about how serious this is. How harmful what he just suggested is. You know, that, that, is, that is abusive. On a, on a level that's abusive, mm-hmm. he's saying reject the person that, you're, that your daughter is becoming. Reject their humanity mm-hmm. and call them a demon. He is saying that reject 
their very essence of their person. What we're saying is a simple, have a conversation and listen for a second. Yeah. What he's saying is abusive and cruel and harmful. And again, I'm going to go back to cruel. It's cruel. It's wrong. It's terrible. It just rebuke her. And, you know, instead of like, hey, everything okay? You know, that's all you got to do. Like some kids, they just want, and they'll probably do the whole thing that a teenager does and be like, yeah, everything's okay. Even though they might have something, but that puts the ball in their court. It's like, it's, this is parenting no, 101 kind them. of shit here. It's not, it's not tell hard them. to, to realize just the kid's say, trying to find themselves. Say, tell me about your day. Don't say, how was your day? Say, tell me about your day and listen. Yeah. Fucking listen for fuck's sake. Just listen to them. Cause you know what? Teenagers are going through a lot. It sucks to be a teenager. Everyone knows it sucks the worst yeah. high school the man. Worst to be a teenager. <laughs> and, and, and it sucks the most because like your body's doing all these things and you can't control it and you can't process it and you're dealing with all these new emotions and it's the first time you ever dealt with them and it just sucks man it just sucks being a teenager is the fucking worst i just happen to remember flipping to that certain page in the biology book a little bit too often you know <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, and all of a sudden, like, you know what I'm talking about. Ever, yeah. And like, oh, yeah. Just take a second. Vagina. Fine. <laughs> and just go, just hear them. Just hear them and have an honest conversation. But what he's saying is, it's demonic. Get rid of it. Tell them what they're doing is inherently wrong. And when there is them. no harm being done. There's no, no harm. She's not hurting anybody by listening to Skinny Puppy. (laughs) No, there's no harm being done. You know, and I, I, I I can't wait. I hope one of my kids goes through a goth phase. I can't wait for that kind of thing to happen because I'm going to be like, here's some ministry. Here's some front two, four, two. Here's some Oingo. You know, it's like, here's all the stuff you should be listening to during this phase. Be like, whoa. Yeah. How does my dad know about this? Fuck, I can't listen to this. I'm listening to country now. (laughs) It didn't matter. It didn't matter what my parents did. Like, like I've talked about a lot of times about how my dad was such a sweetheart when he found out I was having sex. Woke me up all gentle with chai tea. And he was, he wanted to have a real adult conversation. (laughs) Yeah, the patrons got to hear that. that Oh, actually, I think that was on the interview. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was on the interview. Uh, A real adult conversation about my, me having sex. And that his concern was that I wasn't pressured into it and that I was being safe, that I wasn't going to end up pregnant, right? Oh, 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 and his ultimate goal wasn't to stop me from having sex. His ultimate goal was to get me on birth control. <laughs> like, his goal wasn't like, I think you've done something wrong. He wanted to make sure I was okay and that I wasn't going to end up in a situation that was bad for me. He was looking out for me. And you, my reaction as a teenager, which I deeply regret, <laughs> but I like, I also know that there was nothing else I could have done because I was 15 and insane. Yeah. Um, actually, I think I was 16. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, I lost my damn mind. Like I literally like ran across the house screaming, like being an insane person, like not okay. Like it was like unacceptable behavior <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the the whole there's, no, there's 
nothing you can do. Pray away your demonic goth influence on your daughter. No, that's not going to work. It's, no. it's never going to work. That kind of thing never goes, is going to work. And so, Pat Robertson, yeah, I, I don't have words. I honestly don't have words. There's nothing I can say that would make this guy make any more sense. It, it just does not work that way. Well, Let not, your kid be a goth. Talk yeah. to them and share with them. Here's the end of the story, though. I did end up having that conversation with my dad and it was awkward and it was weird and I was uncomfortable and I was upset about it. But you remember I it. I do. I do remember it. And I remember his kindness and his genuine care. And, and I remember that it mattered that yeah. I did not feel ashamed because of him. I felt ashamed because society told me to feel ashamed of having sex. I remember uh, feeling embarrassed because I thought I should feel embarrassed. Well, at least your parents didn't um, bust into your room trying to read Leviticus to you about how right. man shall no, not lay with another man, it. you know. It wasn't like you need to be a better person. That happened. And what I do remember is that I did have a conversation and my dad did get me on birth control. Out Good of, fathering. Out of the Good fathering. Do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheist geeks and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. So you know that really sycophantic lady that sits next to Jim Baker in every one of his fucking videos that has like that flesh-colored microphone that's like right next to her face? Oh, yes, yes, oh. Yes, I'm Laurie Baker. Yes, I have no, I have a vapid expression on my face at all times, and I don't have a genuine thought because my husband doesn't let me do that. <laughs> yeah, that Laurie yep. Baker. Mm-hmm. Man, she's got some horrible shit to say about the, the women marching groups that were happening oh, no. all across the United States. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Keep in mind, this okay. is coming from her. This is coming from Lori fucking okay. Baker. Here we go. These women marching. I'm I'll tell so you what, sad. they're broke. I... They're broken. Oh, they're so beaten. Sad you can I t- just. I'm so sad for them. <laughs> well, I, I like the Jim Baker's. Like they're just broken. All every single one of those women, every one of them, like three million fucking women, they're broken. Every single one of All them right. broken. I got some words on this shit. Should we let okay. it play some more before you give us your words? Yeah. Okay, hang on. Play. Sitting in the midst of. I looked at them. I looked close. I looked at them. I looked them all over. They're hurting. They're broken. Gross. That's gross as fuck. I'm going to let it play some more, but fuck, that's gross. I looked them all over. I grabbed them by the pussy. (laughs) They're beaten down. They're not even healthy. So many of them weren't healthy looking even. Mm. They they looked like they'd been through a war. Well, you have to understand. Keep in mind, Donald Trump just got fucking inaugurated. That. Yeah. Picture (laughs) of fucking health, that guy. All of us, all of us had to take a little bit of personal time. Even though we love doing the show, we had to take a little bit of time individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, you guys might not know it, but a couple weeks ago, I was at the point where I'm like, I got to stop looking at news. I have to take a break. 
because uh-huh. it's fucking me up. It's fucking yeah. me up big time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I got that. I got there too, where I was like, I have to walk away. Yeah. I have to. So let, let, there's only a couple more seconds here. Here we go. Most women like that have been molested. They've been abused. They've been whatever in their life. And, and if you just have to go back to typically early childhood and things like that, and they just need the healing of, of, of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit. All right, let's this shit. I have been abused. I have been hurt. And you know why I've been hurt? Because I subscribe unconsciously to your fucking bullshit that I need to be submissive, that the husband is the leader in the relationship. I subscribe into this male dominated, he knows what he's talking about bullshit because it got into some my, my subconscious. Fuck you. No, I don't need the healing of your Jesus. Your Jesus didn't do shit for me when I was near suicide. All right. No, I lived through seven years of emotional abuse because of a male dominated relationship. And you know what? I am not broken and I don't look sick or unhealthy. In fact, I'm healthy as fuck nowadays. I actually am better off than I ever was under the oppressive thumb of a shit ass husband because I can make my decisions for myself. And that is why we march. Go fuck yourself. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What, what she said, Uh, Kyle, are you kind of in the same boat that I'm in where your wife kind of tends to run the entire household and you're just, (laughs) you're just a participant in it. You bring the money home. (laughs) Uh, It's about, it's about 50, 50. I suppose. See, not for me. I, I maybe not quite. It's, it's more like like 60, 80, 80, 20. 80, 20, give or take. It's, it's, I mean, okay, it's in there. The There's household, the household stuff is divided fairly fucking evenly. But when it comes to like paying <laughs> bills and making plans and shit like that, yeah. it's technically my wife most of the time. So this whole, you know, women broken, they shouldn't be in charge of things. No, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. No, this their their fucking methodology kills women. Their methodology suffocates women. Felicia, Felicia, the, he looked them all over. He looked them all over. All oh of them God. were broken. All of them. All Here's of them I, were broken. Oh. <laughs> I keep going back to. Here's what I keep going back to. Women's rights didn't weren't born out of uh I want it. It was born out of necessity. These were women who needed to be paid equally and still need to be paid equally. These are women who said, I have to live. I have to be able to survive. And I shouldn't have to sacrifice myself for this. And the thing is, they couldn't sacrifice themselves for it. They couldn't give themselves over to a husband because that husband was a piece of shit. Because piece of shit men exist out there. And there are great men out there. I'm telling you, I have a great father. I've got a great boyfriend. And I do a podcast with a couple of great men. Wonderful men. Fabulous men. But there are bad people out there who hurt them. And there is a patriarchal society out there that lets them do that. And the thing is that there were women who said, I can't live like this. And then they were told, you have to have a man. And that was not an option at the time. Here's the thing. The women's rights weren't born out of a luxury. They were born out of necessity, just like people of color. They were demanding not equal rights because we're still not demanding equal rights because it was fun. Not because we don't want to just live in the lap of luxury and 
not have to work. I'm telling you, nobody wants to have to work. The thing is, we have to work. We have to. And we deserve to be paid for the work we do, regardless of our sex, regardless of our color, regardless of our disability. As long as we can do the fucking job, we deserve the fucking money. And it's because we need it. We need it. And we are not lesser because we are not what you expect. I swear to fucking God, I did it their fucking way. I did it. I gave in. I submitted. And it nearly fucking killed me. And the worst part about all of this is a guy that just got elected wants women to dress like they're women. Dress like a woman. Exactly. Look Tell me exactly what does look. that look That's like? The way I want. You tell me, because you know what? In ancient, in, in in many cultures, in many cultures, oh, in ancient Rome, blueberries. By the fucking way. <laughs> no, I'm just in ancient, <laughs> I'm in ancient kidding. Rome, by the fucking way, <laughs> men and women wore the same fucking clothes. They wore the same fucking clothes. All of our service Only members the, wear the same fucking clothes. They wear the same fucking clothes because you want to know what? It actually fucking works. We're not that different. We're more similar than we are different. I've got tits. And it's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want somebody to treat me like I'm a woman. I want them to treat me like I'm a human being with needs and with, with a personality. I, it, it, it's fucking bullshit to sit there and say women do this and men do this. And to sit there and say these women are fucking broken. They're not fucking broken. They're fucking empowered, and they're angry, and they deserve to be heard. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I'm a product of the 1980s, and as we get further and further from that era, I start getting incredibly depressed at the fact that I'm seeing a lot of the history that I yearned for a few scant months before 9-11. You know, the, the type of history that unites a culture, that touchstone for a generation. You know, for example, growing up, I watched like The Wonder Years and uh, Forrest Gump and everything. And I watched a shitload of TV and movies. And the thing that united my parents into one generation was the Vietnam War. And the continuation of the Cold War, of course. I mean, there, there's more to it than just Vietnam. But for my grandparents, it was World War II and the Korean War. And I'm not meaning to harp specifically on war, but it feels that we're headed really in that direction again. As I was saying, in 2001, I was having a conversation with my dad about how I was worried that my generation wasn't going to have a quote-unquote tie us all together kind of event. And boy, was I wrong to lament that. From that point on, we've had 9-11, wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, and oh so much more. If there was anything that came about because uh, because about that, it was a positive for me being a kid until the current day. I have to say that it was the apparent loss of the USSR and the and Russia stopping hostilities and towing the line between global war and peace at the end of a barrel. However, with our current president Donald Trump as our and the bootlicking that's been going on with Russia from the from General Flynn and Trump's son-in-law, who's on the the hook for more Russian money than is tangible in my own mind. We're quickly approaching yet another Cold War, and quite literally, this scares the shit out of me. I don't want my kids to grow up in a world where thermonuclear war is an option between nations. 
where they have to practice like I did growing up as a child in the military, being keenly aware of the risks that came up from such a thing, having to go and do duck and cover drills, that type of thing, having to find the nearest fallout shelter and everything. I don't want that. Not for, not for anyone. I play the game fallout and I, I laugh a little bit, but at the same time, the nuclear war was a very fucking real thing to me as a kid. And that's terrifying, you know, to, to think that, you know, at any point, I, I, I felt kind of lucky, I guess, as a kid that if someone was to drop a nuke, I was usually at a military base where it was going to be one of the first targets, so I wouldn't have felt anything. It would have been pretty fucking brief, and it would have been over with. Not for a lot of people that live further out than that, but that's a, that's a completely different story. So Trump, in all of his ineptitude with Putin, has act, had actively paused a conversation with that dictator to ask somebody near him. I mean, he's on the phone with Vladimir Putin, pauses the phone call and like hits the hold button for a second and asks a policy advisor near him what Obama's new start treaty entailed before jumping back onto the call just in order to shit on it. Not because it's bad policy, it's an amazing policy. It's been celebrated by many, many nations out there. I mean, both nations are actively trying to disarm themselves to keep nuclear prol proliferation at bay and at the same time encouraging other nation states to dispose of their fissile materials to keep the risks low. Trump, though, he wants to do away with it, which means another arms race which will kick off and... We saw on the campaign trail that he wants us out of the UN and NATO, and he's okay with an arms race because money. Fucking money. And that's never okay for a global economy to be based on war, to be based on warfare, to be based on the, the fact that we want to destroy our fellow man. We shouldn't have a global economy based on what military is doing what. Can you imagine how closely we would be close to a a Star Trek universe, you know, the, the Federation happening if everybody actually decided to spend the money that they're spending on actively trying to kill other people or hurt other people and spending it on space exploration, spending it on science, trying to make things better on this planet. It's, it's never going to happen because, I mean, I have to be a realist about this thing. I, I can't be the person that is pie in the sky, you know, think everything's going to be okay. Because, no, you've got people like Trump. You've got people like Vladimir Putin that are too busy trying to line their fucking pockets instead of trying to see what could be the best of humanity. And that's interest in science. That's interest in research. That's interest in technology and equality between genders, sexes, races, and everybody. We're, they're going to keep everybody actively divided because that's how they make their money. Not by on bringing us together. And that's about all I got to say this week. And Felicia's got something she wants to rant about as well. So go ahead, Felicia. All right. Life is good, isn't it? Not no, according to I my mean, rant. <laughs> not according to X's rant. I'm going to bring it inside a little bit. Go internal. Find the thing that you love. Love that that nebulous concept of joy and satisfaction and passion, the thing that you work at because it's worth working at, just because it, it, it makes you feel alive. 
for me, it's painting or sketching or doing art. It's uh, it's having great sex or uh, trying to be better at my job. It's simple little things, these little things that make me feel alive. I had a realization today that being in the middle class is an absolute joy. It's absolutely fabulous. And I know I'm speaking from a place of privilege, but I'm coming from somebody who has lived very recently within the last few years under the poverty line, who struggled. And I know the stress and I know it's hard. And yet then I could find joy and beauty and passion in life. But today, I got to eat a crab dinner <laughs> that was really gross to prepare. I'm not even going to lie. You're so bougie. Uh, the, uh, crab is kind of gross to prepare. But um, we were able to go to Costco, and we were able to afford crab dinner and dip it in butter. And it was a luxury. And it was something special and something simple. And, and it was fun and it was silly and just kind of one of those one-off things, you know, and I, I've been thinking, fuck those nineties movies, American beauty and fight club that sat there and bemoaned the dullness of middle-class life. Oh, they got steady jobs with a decent paycheck. Oh, and they have to go to work every day. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Fuck off. There's something great. You have achieved something fucking fantastic there. You get to go to a job where you get to focus on the minutia of just doing your fucking job. You get to focus on the minutia of being better at something simple and little. And it's just something little. And what you get to do, the privilege of getting to do something small. And getting to do it better every day. And again, I'm somebody who lived below the poverty line. When we started this podcast, I was living below the poverty line. I, I was. I, I could barely afford to live in my own mom's house. And I, 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 there was still something I could find in the day to day. And to live while I was alive. So what I'm going to ask is, the world is scary right now, guys. And, and there's a lot of things coming against us. But go inside and find that thing you love. Find that someone who loves you. Because you know, there's someone who loves you. And they're worth living for, and you're worth living for. And take a moment to breathe and enjoy those things because that's what we're fighting for. Those tiny little things. I like to take nights and sketch in my sketchbook and listen to podcasts that make me laugh. And <laughs> when I lay on the bed and I look at uh, my boyfriend's kid and say, I feel fat. And he goes, 
Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He's four and he doesn't even get it. And it's just, it cracks me up. And just, just there's, there's so much. There's, there's those beautiful sunrises and, and there's that gay friend that you have or that gay person you knew in the past. And just to be happy that they exist. They're going to make laws, guys. We're not going to win every fight. We got to keep fighting. They're not, we're not going to win every one. But the thing is, they can't take it away. We already know. We already know life is beautiful. We already know life is good. We already know that being good to each other makes us all better. That every one of us is built up when we say, yeah, fucking you deserve to be treated like a human being because I deserve to be treated like a human being. And when we stand up and we remember, oh, how lovely the little tiny things are. That's what we're fighting for. Just a basic human existence. Just the ability for everyone to enjoy a random crab dinner. And and just a and it's just a silly mundane Wednesday night where you watch a movie and you just cuddle and you're safe. That's what we're fighting for. Those moments of joy. That's what we're here for. And they can't win. They cannot take that from us. They can try to shut us down. They can try to make it normal that, oh, gays are bad. Women need to be submissive. It's not going to happen anymore. We know better. We know better. We've lived it. We found it in ourselves. Nobody has to do this anymore, and they're not going to stop it. So take a moment. Take a moment to breathe and, and feel that and see that beauty and that joy because it's going to make you feel like you can keep going because you can and we're here. We're all here together. We got this, guys. We got it. Okay, that brings an end to the feature segment of the episode this week. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our Friday patron show. Even though the one that shows up on the channel here is six months old, trust me, uh, it's still worth hearing because I think the one that we just released had something to do with uh, Russian presidential dickery that was happening. And even though we were talking about this six fucking months ago, it's still mm -hmm. prevalent. It's something that you need to hear about. So, however, all of those people that count themselves as one of our patrons, you've already heard it. And uh, we're off to go record the most current one right now. So it's not necessarily uh, something that you have to do. But if you wish to support the work we do each week, please make sure that you go to patreon.com slash Outcast and donate at the level that you choose. Uh, many, many, many thanks go to our sustaining patrons, Dan Ellis, Luis Cruz, Jeff Lanville, Mike Bowman, and Danny Lopez for all their support. And also joining us as a patron is Marissa McCool. Yay. Uh, thanks, everyone. Remember, uh, we don't credit people only for sending some money towards the show each week. We give shout outs to anyone who gives us a review or on iTunes or on YouTube. Please, I really appreciate any kind of rating you guys could give. I mean, it really fucking helps. Uh, a final thanks we to. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. Sorry. 
I, I sometimes take a little bit too much ownership in the show because I, I am on it every fucking day of the week. So, he really is, guys. He's, he's, he's kind of the most badass. Uh, so thanks to Felicia for joining me. We lost Kyle near the end here because I feel bad because he was so goddamn tired, but he, he soldiered so through. Tired. He tried so hard. He never he was... drops. He never drops on an episode. But... so tired. <laughs> but we'll catch you again on Friday with our older patron show and again on Monday with a brand new spanking episode for you guys full of current events. But until then, you're welcome. And good night, everyone. Said you wanted to see Paris, so I took you to the movie. Pull on me or something French like that.
the reason I'm bringing this up now is because I was talking about death and everything, and you know, you're go. I was facing the whole, you know, possibly may have cancer in my asshole kind of thing going on. Oh, that's so scary. But the, but because the th they found something last time, and so I went back, and thankfully I'm all I'm all clean as a whistle. That's great. I'm happy Yay. for that. But the the great thing is, is that I know I knew going into it that I was going to be getting some propofol. <laughs> oh man, that's how I want to go. 